Hello, fellow planeswalkers, and welcome into the Eve Vortex. My name is Ninzaboy, and you're, I'm your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering, and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone's doing well out there. I know it's been the better part of a year since I last posted on this podcast feed. Uh, it's been a combination of going on vacation, starting a new job that kind of burned me out, uh, and then losing that job, and then needing a mental break, health, uh, mental health break uh, from posting content uh, and just kind of working on my own, you know, mentality. So, you know, that all being said, you know, haven't updated in a while, uh, but that, you know, magic still has been a pretty, a pretty big constant for me in my life. You know, I generally play every day. You know, mostly limited, um, those or standard on arena when I'm out of gems and gold. Um, and then, you know, uh, also we'll play the occasional webcam EDH game. Um, with the new year, you know, I'm excited for more magic, uh, especially since I just got a new job, uh, which means I'm actually going to have the disposable income to go back and update all of the decks that I haven't touched since March of the Machines Aftermath. So um, I do also have a few new decks that I have built or have built at this point, mostly from the Lord of the Rings sets, a couple inspired by Secret Layers. Um, so I figure, you know, now is as good a time as any to in reintroduce myself uh, with a list of all the updates I'm going to be making, have made, uh, you know, or, or whatnot, um, you know, over the past couple months. So first off, you know, here are the decks that basically didn't see any major updates since uh, March of the Machines. Um, you know, obviously there's the Allies deck. You know, there was a, an, an Angel ally in March of the Machines, but, uh, you know, that was mostly with Convoke. And at this point, my Allies list is tight enough. I don't need just a random ally in there. Um, you know, there's been no new dungeon cards, no new cards with the party mechanics, so that deck didn't get an update. Um, obviously, there have been a number of elves, um, you know, especially some in uh, Wilds of Eldraine. None of them that really fit too much with the elf ball type thing that I'm doing with the deck. So, you know, I, I, I was, that, that deck is safe from updates. Um, Goblins is actually a new deck that, that you know, I, I'd been planning on building for a long time. Uh, finally got around with the last couple of pieces with some secret layers. Uh, I still need to update the lands. You know, I'm just running generic mountains now, but I would like to switch to the uh, Goblin lands from Jumpstart. Um, you know, there are some pirates from LCI or, or and, and also from uh, um, some goblins from Wilds of Eldraine. Um, but, you know, I... I, I decided to not include those since I would plan to put those those goblins in other decks um, and you know I was already getting close enough as it is on, on this goblin list and you know definitely would like to get a couple more reps in with it before trying to make some major changes uh, on the high for my you know first original deck my Hydra Omnath Angry Omnath deck um, no new set updates um, in particular with cards from a um, you know, cards from the main set. You know, no new Hydras came out. There's no particularly great uh, ramp spells that that have uh, you know caught my eye that I want to add in there or or finishers. But you know, I did open uh, a couple of cards that I've been meaning to put in the deck. Um, you know, in in the the uh, Enchanting Tail slots from Wilds of Eldraine. You know, Parallel Lives. Um, you know, I got a um, uh, what's it? Parallel Lives, and then the uh, uh, Primal Vigor. Um, I also opened a and also you know the Lost Caverns of Ixalan precon actually came with a branching evolution uh which i've been meaning to get from the uh jumps the jumps heart check that 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 came in uh so yeah definitely those three were able to make it into my deck um so technically an update but nothing from the main set themselves just updates of cards that i've been already on my you know two ad list at this point um obviously no new shrines uh and no new gates um and the new ravnica set doesn't look like there are any gates payoffs either so those look pretty safe for now um no new snow cards that the snow deck didn't get an update um you know no new cards specifically for Timur and the Tarka tribal since i added surak and gorklaw uh for march of the machines um Likewise, you know, no new return to Tarkir sets uh, cards for Tarkir dragons. Um, though, you know, we will be, in, I think, in the next couple of years getting a return to Tarkir, which is exciting. Um, for my Silver Roulette deck, I did, you know, update that deck technically with the new um, uh, 
slivers from Commander Master. So I guess that technically is an update. Um, six new ones, including Sliver Grave Mother. But then again, you know, this is a unique deck and that it's like a ongoing um you know, if there's a new sliver, I, I basically add it in there and then uh, add it to the roulette function that, of it. Um, Commander Masters also had that new printing of Kindred Dominance with slivers on it that I want to get and, and get into the deck. Uh, for my staples deck, um, you know, this is the deck based off of EDH Rex top 100 most played cards, um, or really closer to the top 60 ish cards, minus uh, some mana rocks um, that I feel felt weren't as necessary. Um, you know, and, and also minus some tutors, minus some expensive cards where I didn't happen to have on hand. Um, this one was last updated in November, actually. Um, and so, you know, I, I have the list, and I'll, I'll have the list. You know, it's on my uh, my architect profile. Uh, but notably, uh, I actually there was this Kickstarter that that was fun. You know, the seri- you know the, the new serialized cards that that was just been pumping out. Someone made some stickers you can put onto your cards uh, to serialize them, and I essentially serialized. Uh, my sleeves for this deck so that, you know, you could see which card was the most played card and kind of go on down the list, which I thought was a nice little touch there. Makes it a little bit more awkward. It actually kind of leans to one side since uh, it kind of, um, since they're all on that one part and it, does, it makes it uneven thickness. But, you know, it's still, I think uh, it's still fun to see. Uh, for my top two tribal deck, um, I think I made I, this was up to date as of the as of the last update. Um, I think I, I forget that I mentioned this in that episode, but I did remove Dovin theme from this deck, so we'll see if he ever comes back to the magic story. But if not, need to figure out a place to put him. Um, and then uh, for my Dungeons and Dragons deck, that's in the, that uses only art art style cards from the Monster Manual style or the full art lands, full art um, planeswalkers and dragons from the set. Um, I you know. Technically tweaked my deck list a little bit in August, but no major changes, kind of like narrowing it down to the exact. I was thinking of doing a roulette style thing. I figured it'd be better to just you know, centralize it around the central theme. It was a little bit more dragons. Um, technically, I, it's not 100% complete yet. There are three, the ancient dragons from from um, from uh, Baldur's Gate uh, set um, that, that I want to get in there. But, you know, those cards are $85 total for the three of them. So even with a new job, I might want to wait uh, on a good reason to get that. Um, technically, there was a new two new decks that I that I made. Um, that the, you know, first one was one I just had the idea for Generous Pharaoh's Walkerick, which is a legend I believe from um, I think I would set it for I think Modern Horizons two. Um, where essentially it's a three one for one white and red. Um, uh, hexproof for monocolored. Um, and basically whenever I cast a multicolored creature, um, you know, create a four four uh, golem that'll atta- that that can attack the opponent. Um, and all my cards in there are basically Boros cards I have that are multicolored. So every spell I'm playing basically triggers him. Um, so you know it's, it's fun. I, I got one. I, I technically my original list that I had um, before I stopped you know adding and buying cards for the decks. Um, uh, you know, and, and there was like a one order of cards that got lost in the mail, and, and I couldn't technically finish the deck because I didn't want to spend money on cards. Uh, I didn't ha- I, I didn't have a job at the moment, but um, you know I, I I did still you know I was still even during this time of unemployment still go to my LGS support them right, um, and so I was able to get a couple of, of the red red and white cards uh, from Lost of Cards of Exelon to get me to the hundred cards for the list. Um, so yeah, I got a playlist in. I didn't win, but uh, you know it was definitely a fun playthrough. I think I maybe need to adjust the land count. I have a rather low land count um, since the curve is pretty low, but I still think maybe I'm going to get to a point where I can double spell in a given turn, perhaps. 
Um, and then finally, I got, you know, uh, just last night, I actually got a game in with this last deck. Uh, I built it um, after March of the Messines and finally got around to putting it together. It is my and deck. Um, obviously, in March of the Messines, they had all of the, those cards with uh, legends that, you know, paired up with each other. Um, and uh, this is just another one in that list. Uh, and this basically combines all of those. Um, finally, so under Jota the, the Unifier, so, you know, uh, anything with and. Not quite enough to make a full deck list, um, but I also added in uh, the cards um, from Battle Bond that I have partner with um, both the legendary and non-legendary ones, um, and so that was uh, that's pretty fun to you know be able to see a minor form of card advantage. Funnily enough, it turned out that basically every card like that has at least three mana, so I ended up just making it a Karuga deck, companion deck as well. Took out an Arcane Signet um, to make it make that work, but yeah, I was able to get this deck in. Uh, I can get very scary very fast. Um, you know, if my opponent didn't have like a death touch on the field, I definitely would have been a little bit more aggressive. I maybe could have closed out that game. All right, so those are the, all the decks that had minor updates. Uh, you know, technically, um, maybe some of them have been in this no updates, and also the new decks that I have. Um, First off, obviously, I think the big event, I think, from last year, at least for me, was the Lord of the Range decks. You know, there were some friends of mine who had not played Magic in a long time and got back into the game, got their girlfriends in the game uh, because, you know, it was about Lord of the Rings and they were big, you know, Tolkien fans. Um, and, you know, I myself, you know, not necessarily the biggest Tolkien fan, but it was great to, you know, have an excuse to play with my friends again who had kind of dropped out of Magic um, by getting them in with it. So, you know, definitely, you know, got my own share of the uh, the Tolkien decks. Um, so, you know, obviously, we have the four pre decks and also obviously the main set as well um i actually had a couple of deck lists already made up um based off of the so first off the hobbit the hobbit food deck um you know i, I basically updated that you know uh which is basically you know the pre-con plus you know cards that care about food from the main set added in a little bit of a uh you know ring tempting i actually have my the copy of the one ring in this set uh, and also in all of these decks wherever i could you know they had those panorama cards if i could somehow get an entire panorama into to a deck, um, I would do that. So there's that panorama that comes with the gift boxes with the One Ring and Sam and Frodo and Gollum. Uh, and so I put all four of those in this uh, in the Hobbits and the food deck um, with a little bit of a ring tempting subtheme in there, especially since uh, uh, Frodo specifically really cares about ring tempting. And thought it was just appropriate that the Hobbits are the one who ended up with the ring in the end. Um, and then, you know, uh, there's that new Aragorn, the Uniter. I kind of cobbled together bits from the, uh, from the Jeskai Humans Monarch deck into here. Um, but basically it's everything, uh, that is any, basically most, most legends, not every legend, but most legends that are non-black, uh, put into the deck. Some stuff that cares about legendary, some stuff that cares, um, I, I think I, I took out, I think I kept in some, mon oh no, I took out some of the monarchy stuff in the end, um, because I wanted to focus this mostly on the legendary stuff. And, you know, it's just fun having Aragorn in there leading all the legends of Lord of the Rings together. Maybe, I don't know if it's the best deck per se, but it's definitely a fun deck uh, flavor-wise as well. Um, and, you know, there was also the holiday bundle uh, Aragorn at Helm's Deep. Um, all of those cards also fit in as well. I think actually took out Galadriel and some bir and the bird legends, uh, which, you'll, which you'll find out why in the, in the, re in the minute to, to get those cards in. But I thought it was pretty fun uh, to, have, to have everyone in there together. Um, obviously, we have Sauron uh, had had his own precon as well. Still, actually, have to get a game in with this one. Um, and you know, it's basically anything with a mass. Um, things reference Sauron and, and basically just in Grix's colors um, that were in there. Mostly, it's mostly focused more on a mass than anything else. Um, you know, I I did have some ring tempting stuff in here. I think I toned it down a little bit, though. Obviously, it still is in there. Um, and then uh, and then um, you know. 
added in uh, the tarts from the Flight of the Witch King set. So there's also obviously a Nazgul uh, Wraith sub-theme as well going in. Um, I actually took out cards relating to Bilbo. So this was originally the deck where I had Bilbo Baggins um, there and back again, kind of the cards around Bilbo Birthday Escape um, that, you know, would help with the ring-tempting stuff. But uh, actually, you know, because to make room for the Flight of the Witch King stuff, kind of took those out. Um, again, still have the, t- the playtest uh, Sauron Amass. Um, so, you know, hope I can get to do that soon. Um, and then, you know, the last uh, kind of pre-con-ish that I, I... It wasn't really a pre-con. So those were the three pre-cons. I wasn't really interested in the Elves pre-con, really, per se. Um, you know, because I already have another Elves deck. Uh, so I basically just ended up, you know, kind of leaving the uh, Gladiol Elves deck alone for a little bit. Um, I did make a fourth deck, though, which was a long-awaited Saga tribal deck. Um, so, you know, Bombadil Sagas is basically... You know, most of the time for Universes Beyond stuff, I will... Keep them to their own deck for the most part. I will basically try to keep it as much in flavor as possible. I tend to be a bit of a more of a flavor head when it comes to building stuff, so I don't like crossing over stuff from the different universe. I don't mind that magic is printing going into the universe. I think it's really cool. I always thought magic was a good system by which you could, you know, tell these stories through gameplay in these other worlds. And it's just great that that you know I I, I am a hundred percent for Universes Beyond. As far as crossing over into my decks, I don't mind if other people are playing Universes Beyond in their decks um, if they cross over the cards. Just for me, it just makes more sense to, to keep them all in universe together. Um, Bombadil Sagas is the one where I'm going to kind of break that rule, I think, uh, because, you know, he's a jolly little fellow and his hat is yellow and he's basically the all-seeing god that can see see like, all the stories all at once. Uh, so I figured, hey, if he can tell all these stories of not only his world, why not have him breaking out into all the other worlds? And, you know, at this point, he's really the only five-color saga commander that's out there. So it kind of makes, you know, it kind of also forced my hand at that degree. Basically, I, I, I put together all the sagas I thought were appropriate, you know, stuff that mostly created their own tokens, didn't rely on you having other creatures on the field uh, to pay off, basically. Um, put those together in there, and then, uh, and then you know, so I, I, originally I actually had um, a, uh, a a playlist that had, you know, return sagas to the battlefield. But when I ended up playtesting that one, it ended up actually uh, leading to a gameplay where, um, you know, the... It was partly because I was playing against, again, some of those friends of mine who hadn't played Magic in a while. So sagas were kind of new to them. And, you know, ha- trying to keep track of all of the different sagas going on, all the triggers going on at once, was just overwhelming a little bit, um, even for me who was playing it. So but I know especially for my friends. So I ended up deciding this is not a webcam-friendly uh, deck. So I'm not going to play that in the future. And I, I was actually sandbagging some cars that would have revived sagas from the graveyard to the battlefield because that's been way too much stuff to track going on. So, um, you know, I think I'm I'm going to try to lean away from the graveyard recursion stuff. I think, you know, it's plenty powerful enough just kind of churning through, uh, machine gunning through the different sagas in the deck. Um, and so I think I'll say I'll save it, leave it at that. Um, that did actually make some sense, some space. So obviously we had the Doctor Who set coming out um, with a couple of saga matters cards, specifically a bar. Barbara Wright and Ian Chesterton, as well as this place dinosaurs, which you know is another win condition for my sagas that doesn't require them to come back from the graveyard. Um, so you know that's kind of like where the deck stands at the moment. I also added there was a uh, commander from the um, Commanding Masters uh, pre-con deck that cares about saga specifically, Narcy Fablesinger. So I ended up putting her in the deck as well. Um, now I'm at this point where I'm basically, and you know there are sagas from all different planes, right? So I have um, Dominaria sagas, Kamigawa sagas are really good because they also give me a body after the third chapter resolves. Um, you know Dominaria sagas, Kaldheim sagas, Pharaoh sagas. Um, you know now some you know some sagas from uh from from uh um from uh wilds of Eldraine i want to add in as well um 
so I, the thing is, I'm at the point actually where I'm pretty, I, I have a pretty tight list at this point. And if I want to get a new socket, I'm going to take more stuff out. So what I think I'm going to be doing actually is, you know, having my mana base of about 35 cards. And then obviously my commander for you know, kind of mana rock spells I kind of have in there in general. Um, and then some, and then a various number of saga mana cards, you know, the ones I mentioned, uh, Narcy, you know, Barbara, like my, my win, my, my saga support cards, so to speak, you know, throw in, you know, um, the, the green, white Satsuki from uh, Neon Dynasty Kamigawa, who hears about sagas, you know, there's Historian's Boon and some other stuff that plays with sagas as well. Have those be a core of 50 cards, right? The land base plus those cards leaving me with 50 other cards. I think I might get to the point, you know, with, you know, 18 sagas from Lost Caverns, Exelon, Doctor Who, other older sets, plus, you know, even some more saga support cards like Yenna, Red Tooth Regent. Um, that might get me to 68 sagas at this, or 68 cards I want to add in there. So once we get, I think, to 100 sagas total, I might just go ahead and start doing the roulette thing uh, with the saga deck. And again, have a random story, random bedtime story from uh, from Tom Bombadil. So who knows? We'll see. We'll see how that turns out. So um, yeah, this is definitely a, a crazy deck to play. I don't think I'll pull it out that often, but it's always a blast when it does come out. Um, and then moving on, you know, again, still in Lord of the Rings territory. So, you know, with the holiday releases I mentioned coming out, um, there were two other boxes that, that I haven't mentioned yet. One is the Might of Galadriel. You know, it's a band deck with a new Galadriel in band colors. And I figured, hey, why not put it in there? Um, I could, you know, like I said, try to put all of the, the cards from a scene deck in to get, from a scene together. Funnily enough, um, this is basically just the the, the green-blue precon plus, plus some cards from the main set. Uh, that are elves that went or scry matters that didn't make it into the actual set minus you know some of the the stuff about voting or even some something voting is in there but minus some like the big queens like horde like there's a hoarded queen that I ended up excluding and some other stuff you know try to get as core to like the Anyway, put in as many elves as possible. It's funny, it's bad. There's really only like two white cards, Galadriel, and then like the one other white card in the in the box in the box set. There's no like white cards from Lord of the Rings I'm putting in here. Uh so the main set, so that's kind of funny. Um haven't gotten around to play with it, and I'm missing six cards for this technically. You know, from the main set I have I, I still need to order that I never open it in my boxes. Plus also, you know, making sure I have all the lands in place. But that's a fun one. And then the other one, there's the other holiday bundle, which is uh, Gandalf on at the Pelennor Field. Um, you know, Gandalf has multiple copies in the deck in the set. Um, I think I'm keeping one copy in the um, I think the one that cares about legendary creatures, I'm keeping in the Aragorn deck. But all the others, you know, there was like the, the Gandalf that cares about spell slinging. Um, obviously, wouldn't fit in the deck without any like instants or sorceries in it, right? There's a bunch of stuff, you know, some spell like like this like uh, red blue spell slinging in limited was actually a really fun archetype as well. Um, and some good, you know, some good flavorful spells that couldn't fit into the other decks. So I figured, hey, you know, I can make a uh, uh, Jeskai uh, Gandalf, put all the versions of Gandalf in there. You know, it's a little bit of and then. This is also a place where I put took out the Bilbo and actually put it in here because um, you know Bilbo is a friend of Gandalf and all that. It's a little bit of and and you know Gandalf has a little bit of not call it anti synergy, but you know he cares about uh, swing tempting, but not him. him. So other stuff as well, and then throw in a, throw in you know a little bit of um, you know wizard stuff going on as well. Um, you know uh, Saruman has some stuff that cares about wizards that I think Gandalf can take advantage of. Um, and also you know there's always the meme of like, hey, why didn't they just ride the eagles uh, to Mordor? Well, here's we could have all the eagles I took out of the uh, legend legends deck and put it in here with Gandalf since they all happen to be in white and blue. Um, so you know there's a bunch of also good wraths throughout the various decks I ended up not including. Like it does a blasphemous. 
act from the mortar deck, which I ended up putting in this deck. And it's just basically a spell slinger control deck, which I haven't play tested. Don't see what the how the true win condition is going to be at the end. Um, missing six cards from the main set. You know, I also threw anything like the monstrosity of the of the set. There's like a new dragon that got printed for the first time in this in in I think the precon here. So um, yeah, this is definitely just like you know kind of like the leftover cards. But I'm just gonna try to put together and see where it ends up. Uh, definitely still need to play this test this one uh, once I can complete this deck. All right, so those are the Lord of the Rings decks. We're talking about decks that had no updates. Now for some that I think have like a little bit more inset substantive uh, updates. Uh, first, we'll talk about the decks that I actually have made these updates to. I'm actually ready to play them as they are. I was able to find these decks, these cards, either in the pre-cons that I already had, pre I already had laying around that hadn't opened yet or... Uh, in uh, the boxes that I just kind of had. Uh, first up, my Sandra Tribal deck got a new Sandra in the Commander Masters pre-con, Sandra Legacy of Fire. There's also a Phoenix, uh, since it's technically a Sandra Jaya deck, um, Jaya's Phoenix got in there as well. Those are the only two new updates. Um, I think this unlikely wouldn't get any major updates until Chandra shows up in the storyline again um, as, a, as a Planeswalker. So yeah, it'll be a while before we get this deck gets updated. Um, still need to update the lands. I, I want to use the... Uh, um, Magic Origins, I think, or I forget which which year it was, but the one where Sand, where they were like the different planeswalkers had like unique lands to them. I want to use those lands, so see if I can get those uh, for this deck. Um, next up, we have uh, my Enchantment Creatures deck. You know, normally, it's, it's it's mostly headed, I would say, by Kestia. Um, and you know, this deck is mostly uh, it's in band. It is mostly all the creatures. Almost all the creatures, rather, are Enchantment Creatures, usually with Bestow, Bestow, or um, uh, constellation going on, and then you know basically all enchant and all the enchantresses as well, drawing cards and so on, and also totem armor as the other sub theme. So you can go wide, go can go wide with a bunch of enchantment creatures triggering all of the uh, enchantress stuff. Can go tall, kind of like Voltroning up one a creature that would you know it's basically protected because of uh, of. Um, of totem armor, um, so yeah, uh, the two updates there. Well, there's one main update, which is Boon of the Spirit Realm, which I got from uh, the Commander Masters precon, um, which is basically you know constellation. Uh, you know, uh, creatures get uh, put a counter on this, and then creatures get plus one plus one for each counter on this thing. So you know, it's just basically going to be a constant, uh, get bigger, bigger, bigger. Um, you know, I was thinking about the, the yellow red tooth regent. You know, the card that can copy uh, enchantments uh, for um, and put them on uh, copy enchantments. Um, and and on my on my on my board, um, I don't have another one on the field. And also, you know, there was also in the precon another one called uh, another examined creature, Nix Nixborn Bamoth, but I actually didn't have a. Uh, constellation effect actually, which would kind of even though it was a good enchantment creature, um, but it is what it is. Um, there also have been a couple of you know when it's enchantment enters the battlefield type effects, enchantress effects, um, you know, draw a card or make a copy of it or whatever. But those were only limit. Like, Wizards has gotten wise to enchantment decks and basically has made it only doing them once per turn, which kind of kills the fun of this kind of of this deck. So I ended up not including them in here. Uh, next up, we have my um, uh, Min Wily Illusionist deck, uh, which is basically uh, you know draw a uh, Jace sub theme. Basically, just draw two per turn, make a bunch of illusions, and then uh, beat face. Um, I have a quick. I basically put a strictly better divination. They printed uh, in Walls of Old Rain, uh quick study, which is two in the blue for an instant speed. Draw two cards for exactly what this deck needs. Um, let's see, for Infect, uh, which is my uh, uh, Ukama and Kazur deck uh, in Sultai, um, you know, basically make uh, Kazur uh, have Infect or Toxic of some sort, of some form, have him beaten un, um, 
unblockably to the opponent and then just you know poison them out of the game um protecting him with all the like the one mana uh protection spells um you know we got a new one we got a royal treatment uh which is i believe is one green a, a single green mana for an instant uh target creature gets hex move until end of turn and put a roll token on it which gives a plus one plus one and ward one meaning that even after uh it you know, even after the one turn hex proof comes around, one, uh, it makes him bigger. We know it helps if he's able to get infect on him, uh, or just even just normal damage for commander damage. And two, also, uh, you know, make give some longer lasting protection. Also threw in a water rings, which is one in the blue for makes it the four four base power target. So functionally a plus two plus two for the turn, uh, and also hex proof as well. And flying that doesn't really matter for for uh, this guy. Um, I ended up taking out the uh, flux channeler evolution sage combo. You know, obviously those work well. My figure with at three mana this is a very lean deck which you know i don't want to be deploying my mana to uh stuff that's not protecting uh ukom and Kazer, basically uh so that's basically where i'm at with uh with with this deck um I see. I have a monk tribal deck, which is basically spell slingers. Um, make make some monks. Uh, you know, uh, cheap. You know, mostly one or maybe two mana. Um. Uh, removal and or card dwell or, and or protection. Um, I, I basically put in one uh, Get Lost, which is a new removal spell, one in a white from uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Uh, destroy, um, I forget the combination of, of permanents and destroys. Destroys, destroys some permanent, basically, and then give them two map tokens, which I think is a fair trade. Um, and then Stoke of Midnight, uh, which is essentially destroy a non-land permanent, uh, give the opponent a 1-1 one, one at instant speed. So three mana, which is pricey, but given I'm also running a Generous Gift as well, um, I feel like it's a fair inclusion as well. Uh, notably, I did not include Zoyowa's Justice, uh, which is essentially a one-mana cheaper Chaos Warp um, for fewer targets, and then also will let them discover X, where X is the mana value of that thing as well. So, you know, we'll see if, uh, if, if I might want to add that in at some point, but again, the list also here is pretty tight. Uh, for my ninja stack, you know, I, I'm continually trying to trim down my uh, one one my, my unblockable creatures to enable my ninjas. Uh, so I ended up taking a couple of out for fairy for I think I took out Dalthy Voidwalker actually, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but given that it's double black, you know, I mean, I want to have blue black, uh, you know, at, more often than black black. I feel like it was fair to take it out. But and I took a couple others as well. But uh, from Wilds of Eldraine, uh, we got a fairy dream thief, um, which is uh, you know a, a single black. Uh, flying fairy and when it enters the battlefield you surveil one I can also draw a card uh, from when I have exiled from the graveyard pretty good you know can set up the top of the deck if I need to for Yuriko um, and then Snail Master Sprite uh, which is um, you know one mana one one flying uh, and but if it comes in later in the game I can actually tap down something which is pretty useful uh, if my ninjas without uh, some sort of evasion need to get in for, for a hit um, I also got Spyglass Siren uh, which can get in and explore uh, you know, or rather create a map token uh, which can, can be used to explore which again sets up the top of the deck pretty nicely uh, for me. Um, so yeah, no new ninjas, and I don't think we'll get any for a while. Uh, finally, for vehicles, you know, you know there's some sips from Lost Caverns of Ixalan. I think I'm going to leave the sips for the most part out of the vehicles deck. Uh, but we did get a careening minecart, which is you know three mana for a three three vehicle uh, with crew one, and whenever it attacks, uh, makes uh, make a treasure token, uh, which you know more artifacts is always you know useful to have in this deck. 
Um, there are some also some other minor updates that I haven't gotten around to yet, mostly because I haven't they didn't happen to open these cards, um, mostly because they're higher rarity. Um, so in my Mana Rock deck, which is uh, Sahili and Tezret sub themed uh, planes, you know, make a bunch of artifacts, uh, Mana Rocks specifically, and then draw into a mass animation spell to turn them into a bunch of creatures to beat face with. Um, you know, there's a new Sahili, obviously, in Lost Caverns of Ixalan, so I need to make room for that. Um, I was thinking also there is a Ronos, uh, which is a you know, one of the old planeswalkers from some story or other um, that got a card in the Commanding Masters pre-con deck, and his ultimate turns an, enchant- an artifact into a uh, into a um, uh, an, uh, an artifact creature, and he can also protect other planeswalkers, which is nice. Um, not sure. Again, the list is also tight here as well. You know, the only one I can really see taking out for him would be. Maybe Dak Faden, uh, but even then, I think Dak Faden is a little bit better, right? Because I need the card draw to really dig to my uh, win conditions here. Uh, so I think I'm just going to leave it out for now. But I, I put him in the sideboard as a maybe at some point. Uh, for my monarchy voting deck, uh, obviously there are five new monarchy cards uh, from the extra booster stuff from Wilds of Eldrain, the five courts. Each get a monarchy enchantment. Probably going to take out the cards that are just canon with flavors, you know, the various Will and Rowans and Lindens. Still going to keep Happily Ever After because uh, I think it's a nice, cute little win. Um, but taking those out. And as a result, you know, I'm also not going to throw in a Will Sign of Peace or Rowan Sign of War. Just because also I think those are uh, rather um, not really cohesive with what the rest of the deck is doing. Uh, for spirits, uh, you know, it's another deck, and I, I recently I built relative one of my newer decks. Um, I did open a Moonseeker Cavalry, which is kind of like a wise version of uh, Crater Hoof Behemoth. Um, just basically make all my spirits that I hopefully have at that point, give them flying, and they didn't already have it, and then make them uh, you know really really big and beat face with them. Um, so obviously the spirit kind of put that in there. Um, I thought I had a copy of the new Quintorius Can, the Planeswalker from Lost Caverns of Ixalan, who you know makes spirits right, uh, and then discovers as well. Um, you know, I don't think the rest of the stuff about of like casting from Exile really matters for this particular deck. Um, but you know, I thought I had it somewhere. But I think if given I have the other two versions of Quintorius, I think I'll put it, I'll make this one a Quintorius sub theme as well. Um, similarly, there's also a new card from uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, Abuelo, Ancestral Echo, um, who's just you know essentially a good statted you know spirit legendary, which I want to like keep the legendaries in if I can. Um, who also happens to. Um, happens to uh, blink stuff, which I don't think there's too many enter the battlefield specific event effects that I'm looking to do, uh, especially since it returns at the end step, basically. So mostly just to protect stuff if I really need it. Um, but that's a lot of mana to keep open as well. So I don't know if, if Abuelo's going to make it in there. Uh, finally, you know, minor update, uh, maybe made slightly major more update. Uh, we have the gods, my god tribal deck. Um, there are, of course, five new gods from Lost Caverns. Actually, six new gods from Lost Caverns to Ixalan. Need to figure out how to make space. Maybe I'm taking out the five demigods at this point. Maybe I'm going to take out eventually the uh, the insect gods from a uh, from um from a. Uh, uh, from from Amonkhet, maybe I don't know, um, but we also just got preview. There's a new mole god, uh, which I want to put in there as well from Ravnica. So, I mean, this is going to get to a deck at some point where who knows? Maybe you get to the point where we're also doing a roulette type situation for the gods here. Um, you know, I could you know feasibly take out the monuments to the different to the Amonkhet gods, but I think those do also do really nicely of cheapening the cost of my gods over time, since you know they'll more likely than not you know be able to reduce at least one card in my hand. So. We'll see. We'll see where, where this where this deck ends up being in uh, over time. Um, but that also brings us very nicely to the cards, the decks that I have major overhauls. And kind of predictably, these are, uh, well, 
there were four precons from so I, I kind of really got started into building these tribal precon deck or typal kindred whatever you want to call them now pre um, commander decks around a certain you know uh, type of creature um, uh, around Ixalan, right and obviously you know the four the four cards the four tribes there were revisiting here to in the precons uh, for lost Cannons of Ixalan, the dinosaurs morfolk pirates and vampires. I've already kind of like selved my vampires deck, my Edgar Markov deck, just because there were so many vampires between the, the various uh, um, the Innistrad sets we've been to recently. Like, I just need to figure out what the heck I'm doing with my vampires at this point. So that's been on the self for a while. Um, and we're also at the point, uh, I think we're at, the, at that same point for these, you know, revisiting these tribes. There's a lot of new cards that are really spicy. In fact, each deck between the main deck cards and also the cards from the precons that I want to put in, they're about 25 cards each, which is a not insignificant number of cards to swap in and out. This doesn't even include like the Jurassic Park, which I'm again, I'm going to keep mostly in my, for my collector space for the Jurassic Park cards. But yeah, I mean, I'm gonna need to refigure out what I'm doing with my Morpho, with with my my Exelon tribe decks or typal decks because yeah, that's a lot of to do. I mean, you know, we have the Patlanza from Dinosaurs that 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 looks interesting, right? For Morpho, you know, I maybe want to move it more into an explore counter something. What I already was doing like a counter something type thing, so well, I have enough space for the various lords I want to keep in there as well. Um, maybe I take out some specific specific stuff just because you know Simics maybe be, be its own uh, deck at this point. Um, and pirates. I mean the the like the new like the new um, the new Captain Bra Admiral Brass. You know, I mean, there's always been the tension of like do I, how much treasure stuff since they've given us so much treasure stuff in recent years that I want to have in the pirate deck when there's a lot of other cool stuff we, to be doing like the saboteur unblockable pirate type stuff that 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 the original uh, back at Brass kind of encouraged as well. Um, yeah, this is this is this is a, a mess to figure out, frankly. So we'll we'll see where I end up with these. Um, and then kind of to wrap this up, you know, there are some decks that, you know, I haven't really made, I, I have half built, right. Or I, I've conceptualized at this point, um, the ones I, I've already started putting together in some form or another, uh, first off, um, one of my, my the deck that I, I, the deck that kind of inspired me, the commander that inspired me the most from, uh, March of the Missing, I didn't get around to finishing building was Aaron and Giada fly, uh, which is a flyer tribal deck. The idea is you get the similar kind of, kind of similar to, um, Rockerick or kind of I actually find that I'm building a lot of decks in this way where I want a lot of really cheap of one type of thing and then just kind of like machine gun through it with you know uh to be able to to, to overwhelm get an overwhelming advantage early on so the kind of the equivalent for like a an aggro deck um Aaron Giada would do that with one drop flyers um the reason I haven't connected this completed this is e unlike say you know uh, Ferris Rockerick who just cares about having Boros creatures this one specifically looks for one drop creatures who are flying which you know I, I did get a couple from the recent sets but not enough to get up to the part where I'm missing to get up to the number I need and also there are some specific uh, flying matters playoffs with payoffs which I haven't gotten yet uh, that, I, that I need to order and, and get come in so that, that's that uh, deck that I want to finish putting together um, you know we briefly touched on it but there was a whole Doctor Who set I'm not the biggest Whovian, but I definitely did follow through from 9 to 12. Stopped watching around 13 or so. May go back and, and watch again on uh, for, for this 15th Doctors and maybe go back and watch the holiday specials. Who knows? Um, probably will, honestly. Um, but, you know, when they had, you know, the new card Gallifrey stands and they have each of the Doctors, I'm like, it's very obvious. I'm going to put together a deck with all of the Doctors. And when they had the secret layer come out with the 15th Doctor and the 14th Doctor, um, I mean, yes, I, those that's the commander I'm putting in there. Uh, I actually waited until 
uh, that's going to come in April or so, actually. So it's going to be a while till that that deck is online. Uh, in the meantime, I actually also, you know, since I bought, so I, I bought all the precons. I kept one set of precons as is. Then I went out, I bought a second set of the three non-black precons, so the, the Doctor precons, and tore it apart for the Doctors. I want to put together this ultimate Doctor set, which left me with a leftover Timey Wimey deck and a leftover Teamer uh, Teamer deck um, from the 13th and 12th Doctor. The historical deck, uh, I, I ended up using most of that deck, frankly speaking, since it had the most Doctors and, and some of that relevant to the Doctors. Um, so I kind of have this leftover deck where I kind of am working on like a Timey Wimey type deck uh, mostly from the Doctor Who cards but I think I can get together um, it's almost there and then this team of artifacts deck was a little bit short on cards but you know um, Jenny and Madame Vastra are were some of my favorite characters from uh, Doctor Who and I kind of want to put them in the lead uh, which also has me kind of on this road of maybe I put in the Lara Croft uh, secret Lara deck uh, and put put her in there since he's also all, all those cards are a teamer and I want to put them together as well um, and then you know that kind of also led me down to hey maybe I can put in like 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 a queer queer couples in here as well. So Halana and uh, Hal, uh, Hal and Elena uh, and then Sandra and uh, and Nissa since that's canon again finally. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where I end up with with that one. That's a bit of a, uh, a wonky deck to put uh, to figure out. Um, speaking of secret layer inspired decks though, um, I also got this crazy idea. Um, so there was a recent set of secret layers where they had essentially Nekusar and a bunch of cards that would fit in a Nekusar deck. And I noticed there are some other cards, you know, other layers where the entire layer would fit into the deck. So I figured, what if I made a secret layer? So I, since I've been collecting secret layers since they came out, um, what if I collected, what if I put together a, an EDH deck of all secret layers? And if I could include an entire drop in the layer, in the deck, basically. Now, there are some where I've broken up the deck, right? There was there was a secret layer, I think, from my Thomas Baxa, which I kind of broke apart because I wanted to use the sliver there for my sliver tribal deck. And so, okay, I have these leftover cards by themselves. I don't want to keep it in my binder because it's incomplete. I can throw the in-color cards in there, right? So that's kind of what I'm doing with this deck, uh, which is, you know, kind of coming together. I don't quite have the deck complete yet. There were some secret layers, uh, which at some point in the past I didn't order, which in hindsight would have been a great order to put in there. Uh, put in there. So maybe I'll wait for more future secret layers to fit in. Maybe not. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, that is one that's coming together. And then, you know, there's also the, the secret layer ponies deck, uh, which is coming at some point in the future. I don't know when it's, it's supposed to arrive. Or did it already arrive? I forget. Um, but in any case, the secret layer ponies deck uh, will come at some point, And maybe I'll build a deck with all those secret ponies so every pony can win. We'll see. Um, and yeah, so those are Secret Layer inspired decks. Uh, oh, also one I haven't actually put any effort in building yet, but I've started brainstorming. Uh, John Avon put together a deck, uh, a Secret Layer uh, artist series. We have Progenitus. So Progenitus is obviously a good five color commander. And I figured, let me just put in, make a John Avon artist tribal. I actually haven't put together an artist tribal deck yet. Uh, so he would be a good one, especially since I could use all of, like uh, all of the lands would be unique, and it would each be a, a, a John Avon land that I would put in there. I might finally break out my uh, my uh, my infinity uh, collection of lands, basically, and and make more space in that binder and just put those in there. We'll see. Um, so yeah, I think I have a deck list. I just need to actually order those cards and put them all together. Um, but yeah, so those are the secret layer inspired decks, um, and then some other decks that I I'm kind of starting to, to plot and put together. Um, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, kind of going in reverse order. Lost Caverns of Ixalan specifically, um, 
Bartolome del Pietro, which is the white-black uh, kind of aristocrat's commander, the fact that he is a mana-less, instant-speed commander uh, who can uh, sacrifice creatures and you know, buff himself up made me want to build a Lurus-friendly uh, aristocrat's tribal uh, aristocrat's deck. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I'm going to try to build build that and put it together. We'll see how that comes together. Um, you know, you know, there's obviously a lot of pieces to put to, to order and put together that, but I think I can build it for fairly cheap. Um, and then the other one is there was an alternate uh, bonus commander that they you know put in the 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 um, booster extra booster stuff for um, for Lost Caverns of Ixlan with uh, I forget the name, but it's a uh, you know the craft mechanic you know which is the Jeskai Star, which is arguably the best mechanic in a. Uh, in the limited set, you know, it'd be a fun way to, to commemorate the limited set if I put together essentially a craft matters uh, commander, which they do have basically, uh, and also combined with like the gnome sub theme as well. Which there are some other gnome slot magic history. Ironically, not all of them artifact creatures, which is fun. Um, but yeah, we'll try to maybe make a gnome tribal slash uh, craft mechanic deck. So we'll see. We'll see how that one. That, was, that one's more for for lulls than anything else. Um, and then also my friends on the Discord server I play with uh, also, you know, they do something called Gumball where every card except the commander must be at 25 cents or less. Um, and I believe there's like a no rare stipulation as well. Um, but it can be any commander basically. So I decided to put together a Gumball spider stack finally because uh, most the spiders are fairly cheap for the most part and there's not too many that are too expensive that I would be leaving out. So uh, put that together, have it, just leave it unsleeved, actually, uh, fit in a smaller deck box, but that's fun. Um, and yeah, and I mean, some, uh, and then from uh, Wilds of Eldraine, stuff that kind of spoke out to me, uh, there was, you know, Adventures are back. Uh, I had, had planned an adventure deck with uh, Gorion from uh, uh, Baldur's Gate, I believe, uh, but then Baluna came in as Teamer, so one band, one Teamer. Um, obviously, overlap in blue green. So I'm thinking maybe a green, blue green base, and then I can alternate between a white core and then a red core uh, for this commander. So we'll see if that works. That might be an interesting way to take the deck. Um, I think I have it plotted out. I need to actually order the cards. Um, so we have fairies, obviously, got the precon, and it's been something I've been planning on building for a while. Um, we have Bernard, who is a band commander, who works with food and also works with golems. Need to figure out exactly how he would work since I'm also was planning a. Um, a food tribal deck with Corvold. Um, so we'll see how that one works out. Um, but maybe I just end up going here instead. Um, we'll see. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, admittedly the white blue uh, sub, uh, archetype in draft for Walls of Eldraine was not a great as advertised the, the Tapping Matters deck, but um, Hilda, right, who is essentially Elsa from Frozen and her, her Ice Crown, um, I think is actually makes for a compelling commander to put together. Um, kind of similar to Rockwick, where if you do the thing, it makes golems, basically, that, that will protect you in attack phase. So um, that was something that I've been touring around with again. Otherwise, there's some other stuff I'm just going like, to randomly throw out there, not really go too deep into them. Um, I've been, for the longest time, trying to put together this green-white combo deck. Um, kind of lost the thread on that one a little bit. We'll see if I can get, get back to that one. Um, we have Death Touch Tribal, um, Modular Tribal. Um, I was thinking of Bergy slash the new Urbrask from March of the Machines, um, one of those two Storm decks. Um, Worm Tribal, obviously, especially with Dune 2 Part 2 coming out. Maybe I might finally get around to, to putting that together. Um, and then uh, Kokuso, uh, who's this, you know, the dragon from... Um, from Kamigawa, when it dies, deal five damage. Um, creatureless. So basically, uh, have it so Kokuso is the only creature that you have, and then since you just recur him endlessly from the graveyard, um, would be interesting, I think. Um, I had an idea for a sorcery speed blue-white control deck. So it's blue-white control, but no counters. Everything 
I play is sorcery speed only. Um, that'll be an interesting one to see if I can pull off. And then uh, just watching LSV and, and Cube and just Cube in general, you know, one of my favorite archetypes is uh, a Splinter Twin to put together. Um, and so I was thinking maybe making a Splinter Twin uh, combo deck, uh, which would be interesting. You know, you have Sahili, similar uh, Splinter Twin-esque combo. So Sahili, Felidar Cat, and so on. So we'll see how this how these decks come together. Obviously, that I have like... 25 something decks already plus like eight that i still need to finish updating plus however many more i'm in the process of building and yeah way too many decks but uh yeah i mean that that this is what i do this is what i brew and then hopefully put together at some point and get to actually play with them so we'll see we'll see um but that's kind of where i'm at in terms of updating my decks obviously I actually have to order some of these cards put them together and so on but yeah i'm actually also logging all of my ed8s games for the for the year i did last year i didn't put together the numbers um hopefully i can get a little bit more consistent with doing it this year play a little bit more consistently which would be nice um but yeah uh anyway i think for this return you know welcome if you're listening to this thanks very much i know i don't have a ton of listenership on this um but if you are thanks for listening uh, i'm going to try to post you know once a month i think is my goal here um you know, my plan is to try to do this at least once a month. Um, it'll alternate between, you know, deck updates and, uh, you know, forecast and uh, looking at um, uh, how I played uh, on, on in a given limited set and, and how that's been going. If I have an extra week here, an extra month here or there where, you know, I'm not much of the exact schedule of when stuff is coming out. Um, I feel like Matt is coming out with so much stuff at this point. I, I feel that if I just do that every other month, um, I'd be able to cover a year, frankly speaking. But if not, we'll see what other topics I can come up with. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. If you are still listening, again, this has always just been an outlet for me to just talk about magic and how, how why I enjoy it and what I, what I enjoy about it, which is, again, mostly limited and commander at this point. So uh, in any case, this podcast is coming to its resolution. Uh, let me know what you think of my deck additions any cards I miss for these decks anything that over the last years that you've been thinking about putting into the gathering the decks let me know via twitter at ethervortexpod or via email at not into the ethervortex at gmail.com uh, into the ethervortex is on iTunes or Spotify leave a review on any of those top podcast stores or on podchaser.com links in the show notes my architect with all my deck list is linked in the username ninjaboy boy with an i into and out of music by Kevin MacLeod and competent the filmers at IO editing production by ninjaboy media uh, like I said next episode we're probably going to talk about uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan my play performance stats they're actually kind of like similar in this vein the last year of stats uh, that of of, of, um, of performance that, that I haven't that I haven't been able to update you guys with um, but yeah so it be a good time I've been, definitely been I feel becoming a better limited player let, let me put it that much, that much. Um, anyway until then may your lands be plentiful but not too plentiful pastor mm-hmm.